Yay! Welcome to another episode of Wealthy Teachers. We are continuing from our prior two episodes, I guess, um, where we reviewed the overview of the beta framework. And then last episode, we talked about the blueprint, which is step one. Today, we are on step two, which is enrolling your ideal students. important step because if you don't have any students you don't have you can't teach and that's not good well you don't have any money <laughs> you don't have any money and you don't have a course oh it's so bad yeah. it's the worst it's also the scariest step i would say for pretty much everybody this is mm-hmm. the the lot of lot of issues here right like mm-hmm. especially in the course world like what if i quote unquote launch and no one buys. Right. <laughs> um, so this is the scary, scary step. So hopefully the way we teach it and explain it uh, will help you think differently about that. Right. Yeah. So the way we teach enrolling and we talk about enrolling in the sense that we are now ready to collect dollars for pe- mm. from people who want to step into this beta process, this beta course with you, the teacher. Um, you're not doing a big, huge, mega launch with Facebook ads and landing yep. pages and webinars and all that stuff. Really, Shocker, you, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> the theme of the whole beta process. The theme Just of all keep of this. It, keep it simple. Work with what you have around you. And that includes people. So mm-hmm. don't go trying to reach out and find new people. Just you have people around you. You have a following on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, on whatever. Um, talk to them. See what they want. Uh, you have an idea from your blueprint phase of what you're ready to teach yep. and see how those two things line up, what they want, what you're offering, and just have conversations. Just talk to people. It's yeah, not always easy, especially no. an introvert like me. I'm not going to go reach out and start DMing people. Hey, buy my course. You should. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> probably not like that. <laughs> no, and we're not course. really teaching exactly no, don't, don't do how. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, exactly. Step one, don't do that. Um, but yeah, like we're not going to get into the like ins and outs of like how to message people or anything, mm-hmm. in, at least in this episode. Um, but what you're doing is you're, yeah, exactly. Initiating conversations with people that are currently around you and the way we talk about, you know, who's an ideal student. We call them FYS students or yeah students. Um, oh, no, we're now ex- an explicit podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, we bleep, I think. Whatever. Either way. Um, these are the people that are like, yeah, Lindsay, like, I'm so excited. Like, I will do whatever you say. I love everything you do. Like, these are your people. And um, so just having conversations with someone who you would imagine as an ideal student for your product, um, having those conversations in Messenger, showing them the syllabus, the blueprint that we talked about, and updating it, like Derek mentioned in the previous episode, you know, that like someone's like, oh, you know, you're not covering this. I would, you know, I would totally be down if it had that. And then you say, great, I'm totally going to add it because this is for you. Right. Right. And that's really the essential piece in this. And I think, um, so yeah, having the conversations because it, it's, it's market research. Like Mm -hmm. you are in the first stage of your course and I just want to drive home. Like we don't call this launching. We call it enrolling on purpose because it feels less like one of those crazy, like fancy marketing kind of launches, which we can get really wrapped up in all the latest, you know, tactics and everything and really boil it down to, 
it's basically sales. <laughs> like what you're doing is sales. And, um, you know, you're selling a course that is a solution to a problem that your favorite student has and you want to help them. Right. So like you have to sell it to them. You have to tell them that it exists. <laughs> and I always love talking about how teaching is selling because it's something I had to get over. Um, as an educator, I think I'm still working on it. I'm definitely not like officially like <laughs> like cured. stamp on the forehead <laughs> cured of like yeah. money. But um, I think especially for a lot of our educators out there are people who, you know, start from the place of service, which happens to be educators, right? They, they It gets wrapped up with like, wait, I'm charging for this? Like how, like, I just want to help people. I'm not in it for the money. If you find yourself using that kind of language, you're, you have a sales problem, right? Like that's going to impact sales. And there was a book by Daniel Pink. Um, it's called To Sell is Human. And he actually has this whole section about how teaching is selling. And when I read that section, I was like, oh my gosh, it is. And his whole kind of, in a nutshell, explanation is that as a teacher, you're basically showing some, someone a new worldview, you're sharing theories and a way of seeing the world. And you kind of have to convince them that that makes sense. And that really struck for me, especially from my background, which is sociology, which in social science, there's a lot of like, whatever, like arguments and and uh, theories that you kind of have to say like, okay, like how much of this like makes sense. And so you're taking your students through that kind of journey. And so that I felt like made sense to me. And once I realized that, that teaching is selling and selling is teaching, especially when you look from that perspective too, right? Like you have to, you're perspective buyer has to have a certain level of awareness and uh, beliefs around what your product can do for them. If they don't have that, they're never going to buy anything. So you have to teach that in some way. I think where it gets messy is people think that teaching is telling them everything on how to do all of it. And so why would they ever buy? And I don't think teaching is just how to. The teaching is very like, like, I want to show you a new way to believe, a new um, way of doing something, and it doesn't have to be, here's how to do it. And because it's true, if you give them too much of the exact process, then they don't need the thing. You solve the problem. So you can't like solve the problem. So I want to reiterate that like, or maybe highlight is not reiterate, but like highlight that like, teaching and is not just how to and teaching is belief building and world perspective shifting and those kind of things. And the how-to stuff is also teaching, but that's the stuff that belongs in your course when you go to solve the problem. Do not solve your problem in your marketing, in their marketing material, whatever mm -hmm. way that may look. So I just think, I don't know, that kind of came to me right now. Like, I don't even know that I've ever explained it like that, but it's starting to crystallize in a different way, um, you know, yeah, walking so, through this. So, so the way that 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 fits in with the enroll phase is that you are yeah. doing a bit of teaching by explaining what you're offering and what you plan on covering in your beta course, right? Yeah. So it, it is teaching um, yeah. just an early phase and just kind of like testing the water, putting it out there, yeah. talking about it publicly, saying who's interested in things like yeah. this that I'm teaching 
And then you plan on your beta course to go into a lot more detail and really... You have to teach them that they have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, and awareness. you're highlighting that, you're agitating that, you're giving mm-hmm. them awareness and there's mm-hmm. teaching there, but mm-hmm. you're not teaching them how to do something. You're not solving the exposing problem for them. Exposing something. You're exposing. exposing. There you yeah. go. And a lot of <laughs> teaching is exposing, right? Like, right. right. Yeah. Like, hey, there's this way that this thing happens. Like, how, how do we think about that? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I think this phase and the way we, I don't know, I think there's like a lot of mistakes or no, it's maybe not mistakes, but like there's myths around Mm -hmm. this part of the journey of like launching a course. And the biggest myth that we pretty much have to debunk left, right and center is that you don't have to have a list. And um well, the myth is that you have to have a list. The myth is that you have to have a list. <laughs> yeah. The the answer is you don't. <laughs> um, and that there's no perfect number, right? Because mm-hmm. like you could have a thousand people on your list and make no sales. You can have a hundred thousand people on your list and make no sales. You can have 10 people on your list and make two sales. And wow, that's pretty awesome. That's a 20% conversion rate. So mm-hmm. we just like to say that the list doesn't have to exist. Um, because like Derek said, you know, kind of in the intro of this step that you know, you have people following you on social media. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're starting to potentially build an audience where you're talking about a way you can help people. And yes, maybe you've got your first clients or you've been in business a little while. This is going to be an easier step for you. And it, you might, it might be a more lucrative step for you at this phase. But it doesn't mean that if you're listening and you've never sold a course before or sold anything online before that you can't not do that because or that you could do that because we had um i'm thinking of Ilya. she uh made her first dollar on the internet in our yep. in our course and so you know we don't have the precursor in joining bbb that you have to have had a business but it's going to be a lot easier and you're going to see a bigger return if you have a business but there depending on you know how you talk about to people that do follow you right now, even if it's friends and family or acquaintances, um, you can, you know, start validating your product with your current uh, following. I think think it's worth pointing out what it means to be a person who has a business online and is able to uh launch a course in that way and what it means or why having a business previously makes it easier. I think it's pretty obvious why. But to crystallize it, maybe you're somebody online who's just very vocal about a certain area of your life or um, just, you know, stuff happening in the Mm. world. You're just very forwardly expressing yourself and saying, I have these thoughts about these things. That's not necessarily business, but somebody who talks like that on social media is in a position to then say, hey, want to hear more about my thoughts, want to learn from me about these things that I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you're in a good place to... Or like to, this struggle that I went through that I overcame, right? right like, because right. you can teach around that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But if you're if you're someone who's not on social media or nobody knows that you know the things you know because you don't share that information, that's going to be pretty hard. Yeah. So, you know, this enroll phase really depends on people being aware that you even exist and like are mm-hmm. related to the topic you want to teach a course on. Which can yeah, only come they trust from you. being publicly yeah. open about your thoughts on things. Totally. Um, yeah. And I think another piece of this that we would say, and you're going to be like, oh, duh, that makes sense, is that you don't have to run ads because like Derek said, you're not selling to like a, what we would say is a cold audience, mm-hmm. which means all that means is um, 
people don't know who you are. (laughs) So it's like they see an ad or a post if they have, they've never seen you before, which is kind of related to what Derek was saying too, even if they're following (laughs) you and they're like, Oh, I didn't know Derek knew physics. Right. Like (laughs) they wouldn't probably say that, but like, that's the thing. It's like, Oh, like I don't know you from anyone. Why? Like, and that cold audience is a lot harder to obviously convince to give you money. So we're talking (laughs) about, people currently already around you who know who you are um you've built that no like trust factor um mm-hmm. and they like see you as the reason like the person they want to learn from so that makes right. sense right your your marketing at this phase is really just exposure just getting out there speaking your truth about whatever topic mm-hmm. you want to teach about that's what's happening now and then the people who watch that comment on that engage with you when you're talking about those things start talking to those people those yeah. are the ones who are interested yeah And then um, I think the last part of the enroll phase and like why we have the students do it the way they do it, which is basically having these, you know, conversations with your (laughs) ideal students is you don't want the wrong people buying. So if you're launching and you're just like sending this like sales page, all these different places and they like don't know who you are or whatever, you want like the ideal people who are going to do the work, who have the characteristics, you know, that you want in an ideal student. um, Because you know, this is honestly why I think the course completion rates are so terrible is because people buy things. I I know why they're doing it. They're buying courses because they're putting it on a shelf and being like, someday I'll use that. And I'll like, (laughs) hope I'll get, you know, log in. That's a main reason. But like another reason is sometimes people buy courses and they're not actually, that's not actually their next step. They had every Mm -hmm. intention of like completing it at some point, but like, oh shoot, my business actually isn't set up to be able to even execute this thing. I just really liked the marketing. And so we want people in our courses that are going to go through and complete. That's like, right? That's why you're here and listening is you care about student success. And so, you know, the right people who have the right problem and, and, you know, are in the, maybe I shouldn't say the right problem, but like the right stage to solve their problem um, will show up. We, we talk about how this is um, the whole beta process of teaching is a conversation with their students. You want people to have the right conversations. You don't want to be Mm. teaching a course on how to navigate the New York subway and have 10 people from New York in your course. And then one from San Francisco, who's asking questions about how to get around San Francisco trying to drive (laughs) your course topic in that direction. And you're like, why you shouldn't be here? Like, this isn't what we're talking about. We got the whole group of class, like waiting for more information about this thing. You're driving to somewhere else that's distracting. Um, Mm. Weed those people out ahead of time. Uh, You don't want them to steer your course in the wrong direction. I would say like another like symptom of that is like, I noticed it like with Emily, Emily Hirsch, who has a product called... Is it called Ignite? Ignite? Yeah, it's called Ignite. So she teaches <laughs> Facebook ads. Um, and I think this is she's heading into her second launch of it. But, you know, before she even created this course, mind you, she's been doing lots and lots of one on one work and has this agency. But she kind of talked figured out like pretty, pretty early before she like actually started creating um, and st- the content for her course that she wasn't going to serve e-com people and like like e-commerce folks. She was going to serve coaches and consultants and service providers um, and influencers uh, who you know who were the face of their brand, right? And that that then made her product better because then she didn't have to 
you know, go, oh yeah, well, e-com, sorry, it's different for you because you're selling a physical product. Mm-hmm. Or like, and and in her course say like, oh, well, it's different for you because. And so right. I think when, if you know that ahead of time, that's awesome and pay attention to that because it doesn't mean that it's a raw, the wrong person. It's just like Derek is bringing out, like they're not bad, like they're not mm-hmm. doing anything wrong. It's just like not <laughs> just the right different. fit for like your focus <laughs> of what you're trying to do. And that by widening it, it actually impacts you as the teacher and the students in the class. If you're mm-hmm. trying to be everything to everyone, um, that's not a good thing. And so right. she knew that ahead of time. And so her ideal student was not an e-com person. But I will say that sometimes it takes you running your course to real to find that out. And mm-hmm. so that's okay too. Um, and so that's why, again, the beta experience is so important because you want to be able to test that out. Like you recognize like who show like, you know, waves their credit card and like swipes for you might not be who you thought. <laughs> and if all of a sudden all this other group of people showed up, it doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. It just means, oh, it spoke to this segment of my audience now you can get more specific in your marketing next time. Well, we can we can talk about our own experience with with oh, uh, yeah, BBB, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you you launched the beta version of Build a Better Beta before it was an official polished course. The beta run yeah. was pretty established entrepreneurs who were like ready for a course. They'd just been sitting on it for a long time, and they came into the beta version of BBB and did great. And that's who, when we went to revamp the course and sell it again, we're like, cool, people are coming in with, you know, a pretty established business and they want to get their course out there. Mm. But then who showed up when we started relaunching were people that weren't at that stage in business quite yet, maybe a couple steps behind. So what did we do? We had to tweak BBB a little bit and added a nice uh, chunk of content that was addressing the people who did show up. Right. And that was like a big revamp part of the next True. phase of BBB. Yep. So it, yeah, yeah, you can tailor, you know, if it's a little shifts and because that's who's showing up, go ahead and make those changes in this phase, yeah. this enroll phase. Exactly. Yeah. And I think one of our best examples from our program is Lydia Kitz's story <laughs> around this yeah. because she had been in business a while, right? And so uh, she's also a professor um, and does a lot of cool stuff around social media and like websites and actually using data to um, help people build websites that are strategic and like get people to buy things. We all want that, right? And so um, she created, she's tried creating multiple courses and she has these stories of creating a course one time. And I think she had like six or seven people enroll and no one finished, um, at all. Like they got to like module two and then she ended up just being like giving them their refund and being like, okay, fine. So that scarred her for a really long time. And then she, uh, decided to join build a better beta and in her like launch, which she did within like about seven days, uh, she was, she made a couple pivots. Like first was a pivot around the amount. Like she started charging four ninety seven, and it was about actually how to create a stable income as a freelancer. So really important need. And it was focused around money. And I remember as she, in the middle of her launch, she's like, well, everyone's telling me that it's too expensive. And so we started looking at what the offer was. And I said, look, I'm fine with people charging less than 500, especially if she's working with freelancers who might have in like, you know, right, like unstable income. That's like her target market. It's not that they don't have money. It's just like it felt unstable. So there's going to be some 
fear around purchasing mm-hmm. something. And so we looked at her offer and I, I remember being like, yeah, you know, take away the one-on-one call, take away this, take away that. Now you can go back to these people and charge $297 because you removed some of the value. It's not like she went to them after the fact and was like, oh, it's now actually $300. Yeah, same Want thing, it still? But and like yeah. that would have looked bad. Right. So um and then in the conversations that she had with her students, they also said, I don't want to be in a Facebook group because I don't really want to admit publicly to other business owners that like I'm not okay with my finances, <laughs> which is a fair, right? Mm-hmm. She didn't even think about it. And so she's like, I guess I can have an email course and have it on Slack. And we're like, yep, you could totally do that. So here's where the magic part happens. She sends like an email. She writes one email to three influencer level friends, people who have big followings, who have a list because Lydia, mind you's list had seven people on it. No joke. She's <laughs> she even she joked like I think one was my mom. Own. Yeah. <laughs> her grandma. Test, testing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The three different emails that test your uh, account. And um, so literally she didn't have a list and um, she basically didn't ask and said, I'm willing to make, you know, a masterclass for your community. She made it a win-win for both sides. But she said, yeah, I think this would be a great thing. It's a beta experience. And I know a lot of freelancers struggle with this. And so she reached out to three people, goes on a hike with her family in the middle of the day and comes back like five or six hours later. And there was like 112 signups um, <laughs> at 297 a pop. So <laughs> over 30K uh, just like that with no list. And that's the thing. We want you to recognize that your influence may not look like a number on a list or, you know, followers on Instagram, but it might look in your like in your relationships or past clients. And so mm-hmm. we're not going to get into all the different ways that you can like enroll people and 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 all of that. We do definitely cover that and build a better beta. But what we want you to know is like you don't have to have all these things in place for right. you to um, get this first iteration out and get the product validated because that's yeah. the most important part. And so Lydia was just like so grateful because she's like, man, if I sat and like created another course like that, I was traumatized from my first couple launches. And mm-hmm. this actually then was the opposite. Like I was blown away by how many people wanted help. And she did exactly what we talk about, which is set up a blueprint. This is, I I hope this is what the course looks like, but I'm willing to change it. And then she did change it and then had huge payoffs because of it during the whole enroll phase where she's, yeah, talking to people and talking to people and asking them, yeah, reaching out like, hey, I'm putting together this. Mm -hmm. You might be a fit. And people gave her feedback and said, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want the course to be on Facebook. Great. Check. I don't want it to be right. Like, I don't need that (laughs) much support. Okay. Check. I'll make it cheaper. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. all good things. And then, 112 people. I think she got like five or six on her own Mm -hmm. before that big part of the the, like blew her away. And then she got Mm -hmm. like another 10, I want to say, or something like that. So so like 130-ish Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty awesome. So yeah. Amazing. That's what we're, (laughs) we want you to walk away knowing on this one that it doesn't, it should not be a complicated launch um, mm-hmm. you're having sales conversations. You don't necessarily have to get on the phone. We get that question a lot too, unless yeah, no. you are creating a beta that is over at probably between like 50, over $1,500, maybe over 2K. You probably will want to get on the phone. Um, we're not going to spend this episode talking about pricing. Maybe we'll talk about that a separate 
uh, episode, but like mm-hmm. we don't do free betas. That's for sure. No. So, uh, bucks, if it's, 500 if, bucks yeah, if it's, if ish. it is more of an expensive experience for whatever reason, um, which people have done, they've capped the number of people and they've made it more expensive. Then you probably need to do sales conversations like on the phone, but mm-hmm. we're talking about, yeah, a couple hundred bucks. So, Typing you know, DMS is the perfect place. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Cool. Well, that's the E phase of the beta. So we did blueprint enroll. Next up, we will teaching. be discussing and teaching. I hope we don't teaching. make it an hour because I might accidentally. No, I'll try and <laughs> I'll have a bell or something. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. We'll see you in the teach phase.